0: Hello, and welcome to episode 198 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. You undoubtedly noticed that this is not a Led Zeppelin podcast this week. That's because of the titanic, unbelievable, unbelievable passing of the great, unbelievable. I can't, there's no... I've run out of superlatives. Jeff Beck, the perfect guitar player. Jimmy Page is my favorite? Absolutely. And when he goes, I'll be a fucking wreck. But this one came out of the blue yesterday and just hit me like a ton of bricks. Huge. Huge. Like, um, on a level with with Bowie, when Bowie left. I'm feeling the same kind of, oh. Because Jeff Beck was a guitar god a literal guitar god i was not a big jeff beck guy i mean i had blow by blow i had wired i had uh, you know uh the the beckola in truth and the one that came out in the 80s flash zoom something like that um and of course you know i've i've listened to him in the yardbirds and and the arms tour in 83 etc And I've seen his live in Ronnie Scott's, and I've seen a lot of it on video, but holy shit. And I never heard him play a bum note. I never heard him play anything extraneous, and I never heard him play anything unnecessary, and I never heard him play anything that was poorly chosen. He was the best, great no, the greatest guitarist I've ever heard in the 80s and in the 70s too but in the 80s especially he was on everybody's stuff he would play on everybody's stuff i can't remember that mu- as much now cuz it's been 35 years but i know he played you know people get ready with rod stewart but that was that was arranged i know he played on tina turner's stuff remember when she was huge in the early to mid 80s he played on her stuff he played on john bon Jovi's solo album And what I remember about that is on MTV they had footage of them in the studio with John Bon Jovi. He was doing a solo album because you know, he can't be constrained by the group that's named after him that he leads. And um, I can't remember the song "Blaze of Glory" something some cowboy bullshit. And it had Beck in the engineer's booth, his guitar plugged directly into the board, and he he just wails out a solo. And John Bon Jovi's like, man, that was fuck, I can't believe I have Jeff Beck here. Like, that was great. He goes, you think maybe you could do it a, a, with a little more of a, of a gospel, you know, bluesy feel? And he's like, all right, yeah, you know, chewing gum, casual, sleeveless shirt. And he plays a completely different solo in a completely different voice. And he nails it. And John Bon Jovi, I just remember him being something to the effect of, I, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, you know, giving Jeff Beck notes. And Jeff's like, well, it's your album. You want me to you know, I'll play how you want me to play it? You know, Jeff's like, don't worry about it. You hired me. I'm your employee. <laughs> and it was just so amazing how it was effortless. Like he played his big harmonic, you know, woo, 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 sweeping, you know, the sound that he invented in the early 70s and then was everywhere throughout the 80s and 90s. And he's just masterful on the arms tour. You watch the arms video, the Royal Albert Hall one in London or any of them. He just comes out and he makes it look effortless. He makes it look effortless. He runs circles around Eric Clapton. He runs circles around Jimmy Page, not in an arrogant way, not in a neener, neener, neener kind of way. In fact, he's very gracious and generous. But he's playing, I mean, Clapton has his bag of tricks. And, you know, from like 1968 to 1971, Clapton was a force to be reckoned with deeply. And not that he wasn't, I'm not shitting on him, but. If you told Eric Clapton to play in a completely different style on a solo, he'd be like, I can't. I can only play what I play and what I play is who I am, you know, so it's going to be blues. It's going to sound like that. Whereas Beck's like, all right, what do you want? (laughs) <laughs> you got it it's like you know frank lloyd wright give me a frank lloyd wright house here you go thank you oh that's really nice can you build me the sears tower oh yeah no worries okay how about an underwater hydro dome yep here you go and that's beck unbelievable uh diversity of talent generosity of spirit uh tal wilkerson i'm sorry if i got her name wrong um that wonderful bass player that he's had for, that he had maybe in the, over the last 20 years, semi consistently. And she looks, she doesn't age. She still looks like she's 14 and she kicks ass on base. She wrote a wonderful series of tweets about how great he was and how nice he was and how fun he was and how kind he was. And then circling back to how amazing a musician he was. He practiced all the time. When he wasn't working on cars, he was practicing guitar. So he kept his chops up. So he's pushing 80 and he died of viral meningitis, which hits hard and hits fast and it's a virus. So, but he was otherwise, (laughs) otherwise healthy. As far as we know, he was going to tour again and I was going to see him But fuck, yeah, it's big. It's big. His loss is huge, and it it hits home because it's as close to home as it can get without actually hitting somebody in the Zep family. And it just, you know, so soon after Jimmy's 79th birthday that it's just, oh, one of these days, it's going to be one of our guys. And it may be, hopefully, it's 20, 30 years from now. But, you know, we all know that it could be any single day. I mean, it can be any day for any of us at any time. And we know that. And the older you get, the more you realize that that's the truth. Uh, But one of these days, it's going to be one of our boys in the band. And then it's going to be really, really rough. So what I did is I made, I tried to do a Zeppelin one. And I just ended up looking at the list of concerts and not seeing anything that really interested me. Because I was just in my mind, Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck. I wanted to do a Beck one, maybe over the weekend. I wanted to do one last night. But I don't have Beck shows. And although on Dime A Dozen, Beck shows started showing up almost immediately. What had shown up last night was maybe three or four of them. And there was nothing that I really felt kinship with or had really decent sound quality um so I, I dilly-dallied with doing jeff beck group from the 60s with rod stewart and ronnie wood um it was funny they had a, sh- a show at the tea party boston tea party in may 8th i think 1969 and <laughs> <laughs> wow i can see why the people at rolling stone kind of shit on zeppelin because the jeff beck group sounds sounded like zeppelin in ways, in the guitar and vocal way, and in the style. They were similar, coming both out of the Yardbirds and that shared vision. But, I mean, the Bonzo Jonesy thing takes it. Blah, blah, blah. So, what I did is I came home from work today, and I grabbed a Jeff Beck show from 1972. This is the Jeff Beck Group 2. It's not Ronnie and Rod. They're already in the faces. And it's not Beck, Bogart, and a piece because it's not. It is. And, oh, it's Jeff Beck, Bob Tench on vocals and second guitar, Max Middleton on keyboards, Clive Chaman on bass, Cozy Pyle on drums. And then um, some of the songs are... I'm going to play... Uh, one of the songs I'm going to play is on this same bootleg, but it's not from June 29th, 1972. It's from some show in 1976. But it's not Jan Hammer time, so... How a time? So, I don't know, and the guy who uploaded it doesn't know, and the bootleg doesn't say. So, the first couple songs we're going to listen to are from the Paris Theatre, London, UK, June 29th, 1972. I don't know if this was a radio show or not, since it's Paris Theatre. I don't know if that's exclusively BBC. Nope, the notes don't seem to tell. This is one of the final shows of this iteration of the Jeff Beck group. It's fucking crazy. And the thing is, if I told you this was from 1982, it would sound like of that era. If I told you this was from 1992, it would sound like that era. His playing, I'm realizing more and more, he's the guy that is responsible for that whole, the harmonics, the crazy whammies everything just the 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 acrobatics of the of the guitar all right i'm doing a board poor job jeff beck it gutted me so i'm inflicting jeff beck on you because i know if it affected me it affected you too most of you if not no worries see you next week i'll have another zeppelin show i don't blame you if you tap out But, okay, I'm done babbling for now. Ten and a half minutes. Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. Let's listen to this. This is going down in a nice piano intro to going down. And this is a song that Zeppelin would do in the middle of A Whole lot of Love. In 1973, you'd hear it. Freddie King's song. Beautiful, powerful, super cool. Rest in peace, Jeff Beck. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Cozy Powell's a pretty decent drummer, too. Nice sound. Man. All right. We're going to switch gears a little bit. I have done the bulk of my talking about Jeff Beck, so um, fear not. You're not going to be sub- subjected, I hope, to another you know 10-plus minute soliloquy about a musician I deeply f- regret losing. Um, so don't worry about that. What we are going to do is we're going to jump into goodbye pork pie hat, very different song, quiet, slow jazz tune, the kind of tune that should be played with a trumpet, a muted trumpet or a saxophone, something like that. I can mean, I can, I can hear Miles Davis playing this song, but instead it's played with a guitar by another kind of virtuoso on another instrument. And it's crazy. This song is from the 1976 portion, I believe from the bootleg. I'm not sure when it's from, but still sounds great. And it's crazy. And just listen to the mastery of the harmonics and the harmonic feedback that you get. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes, um, popularized. And it, I always thought they had pioneered it, and then I realized, no, Beck just did it, and he carried it with him throughout, so tip the hat if you ever, ever, ever enjoyed or played guitar, because this man was the best, (laughs) so here we go, hear the emotion, listen to the technique in this tune, all right, enjoy friendos, 1976, goodbye pork pie hat. Oh His voice with the guitar was just unmatched. I mean, that is, that's the kind of stuff you'd hear Eric Johnson play, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai to a point. And all these guys are are 10 years out. And he's doing this in the early 70s, in the 60s even. Crazy. Huge talent. Huge talent. Huge talent, fuck. He was good. I'm so pissed that he's gone. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm just I'm I'm <clears throat> selfishly like shit. I heard he was touring next year, and it's like I'm going to see Jeff Beck, because I never go to shows because I'm an introvert and batshit crazy, so limits my choices. And shows are fucking expensive, so. But no, I was going to do that. Shit, well, uh, all right. I do have to do the spiel because this is a podcast, so sorry while I suspend the sepulchral mood. You can find this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, which you already know because you found this podcast. But in case you were wondering if this podcast was findable by other people on Earth, the answer is yes, it is. Absolutely positively findable spotify soundcloud is where it originates android the google play store apple the works except for maybe amazon and i still haven't checked but if it's not i'll put it on amazon one of these days i'm also on youtube if you uh wanted to listen to it on youtube or in a position you know to listen to shit on youtube because a lot of folks, a ridiculous amount of people, listen to podcasts on YouTube. So, okay. One benefit of that is uh, lower, lower data charges because it's a lower bit rate file. So, it won't screw you as much if that's an issue. Um, cool. I also have a head, a head site, a website, heartofmarkness.com. That's where you can go to get the shows that I play for you. Including this one. This one will be up at heartofmarkness.com um, when this is over. If you jump to Heart of Markness and it's not there, and like the show is brand new, give it, wait a couple hours, and go back just haven't done it yet. And that's where I put the shows, and that is thanks to the support of my patrons. They are the titans upon whom this humble yet mighty podcast rests. They offset the hosting for SoundCloud. They offset the hosting for the website. They offset the hosting for the cloud drive that I store all the shows on that I share with you. They pay for the microphone through which I'm speaking with you. They are awesome. If you would like to be in that number, then go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or click the Patreon banner at heartofmarkness.com when you're there grabbing all these free shows that they provide for you. And one of the other benefits, in addition to getting an extra podcast, at least one extra podcast a month, you get your name read out every week, unless you tell me not to. Some people have. So this week, the current Titans upon whose shoulders rest the humble yet mighty podcast are Keith and Tilda, Brian Matt, I think it's Matt and Cecilia, but it's definitely Matt. Matt and his lovely partner. Thank you, Matt. Steve, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, 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 whatever. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Knagern Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia. Wayne, happy birthday, Wayne. Shares a birthday with Jimmy Page. Lucky. S-O-B, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, David, thank you so much for everything. You are awesome. Bonzo Billy, Bonzo Billy, you are awesome. And Mimo, Mimo, happy new year. (laughs) You are awesome too. Mimo is my oldest patron. Bless your heart, Mimo. Thank you. You are wonderful. How you doing, man? Anything you want to hear? Let me know. Maybe I'll do it. Oh, I already did. Well, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Anything you want me to play? Any of you magical patrons, let me know, and uh, I'll see what I can do. All right. Thank you to all of them. Let's jump back to Jeff Beck. Rest in peace. How can he be dead? Well, he's 78 years old, Mark. That's what happens. 78 isn't even titanically old anymore. I mean, it's old enough, but it's not. When I was a kid, a 78-year-old man was an old man and an old man in his eighties was typically a bench bent over kind of walking croissant just as bent over and just as fragile and flaky and crusty and just, you know, not many. I don't remember seeing many old men in their eighties out in the garden kind of thing in the 80s when i was a kid um but now i guess i guess you can be more active and healthier up until you drop in any way 78 is apparently old enough to still kick it and it's too bad he did fuck he was good fuck he was good (laughs) his whammy bar work this uh Pork by Hat wasn't the song that I heard with all the harmonics and stuff. It must be the next one, or it must be one that I did not include because I'm a prick. But um, the whammy bar work, using the whammy bar, you know, consistently, not as a gimmick, but just as part of the instrument to just pitch bend and get. With that precision, to be that precise with an un- imprecise mechanism. A whammy bar is just a hinge. That just slacks this tension on the string so it can go barrow, barrow, as you pull on it. And typically, when that happens, the guitar goes all the way out of tune. Not so much anymore, but because, <clears throat> you know, strings, you know, its not that's not supposed to happen. And it's a very precise with the intonation and the tension and everything on the strings to get it tuned perfectly. Whammy bars can easily mess that shit up. But Jeff Beck, Jesus, made it sound effortless. And with his finger picking, playing with his thumb the way he did, first of all, he made it look super casual. Super casual. When he would play, it would always look like he's just fucking around and like impressing his girlfriend's little brother while she ran upstairs to get her purse kind of thing. It's 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 preposterous how good. And the confidence it made it yeah. Well, you guys all know, it's Jeff Beck. I'm not like showing some guy. That's like some Portland, Oregon local artist that just died. That I'm trying to show to the world why he mattered. It's Jeff Beck. It's like saying the Beatles, man. They were so good. You don't. No, no, you don't understand. They were so good. No, you understand. They're the Beatles. It's Jeff Beck. All right. Here is the last song of his. I'm going to play. I do not believe this is from the 1976. I think this is back in the 1972 ain't no sunshine ain't no sunshine when she's gone that one jeff doesn't sing it but it's cool and uh hope you enjoy it all right all right and now i'll play it for you Ha. <laughs>
1: when she's not there Darkness every day Darkness every day
0: was pretty good that's not how I want to end this though so I was going through my hard drive and I grabbed a song from the London uh the Prince's Trust concert it was the day after the arms concert in London and it's the same people the same show it's just the first night it was a charity for the arms charity for Ronnie Lane and the second night it was uh, for the Prince's Trust with Charles and Diana and all that shit. So, same folks, not not the same night. So I grabbed a track off that. And I want to leave it with a little bit of levity. And uh, Jeff played this song as a nod and a wink and a reluctant acknowledgement of his biggest hit. This is a 1967 hit after he left the Yardbirds, He's like, fuck you. I'm going to go be rich. Um, or whatever he did probably just wanted to not be in the Yardbirds anymore. Um, <clears throat> Mickey Mote, the producer still owned him or managed him. And, uh, had him record a pop single. Mickey Most was, was a producer, very popular producer in the age of when when the, the artists were just product and were just cranked through the machine. You know, when Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones were session musicians in that era, as it started to dismantle in the late 60s with the Beatles and Alan Klein and then the Stones and Alan Klein, um, taking that apart and taking back control, taking control of the artist's destiny and creative output from the machine, like Peter Grant did as well. But that hadn't happened yet, and Jeff Beck had to record a single, and it was a pop, a huge pop hit in 67, at least over the pond. I hadn't heard it over here, but maybe it was. Hi-ho Silver Lining, Tongue in Cheek. Super funny, him doing this. Eye rolling, because he did not do this song. He was not, he did not like that this song was h- how most people knew him back then. He didn't like that it was a hit. He didn't like being forced to do it. And then to whip this out at the arms concert, Princess Trust, because it's a special occasion. All his friends are there. And at least on the arms concert, that's what he says as well. Since it's a special occasion, he does it as a joke. So enjoy Hi-Ho Silver Lining, and away we go. <sighs> No Jimmy Page for you. (laughs) That was a better note to end it on. Oh, you could hear the fun. Get on YouTube. Watch some Jeff Beck. Get on dimeadozen.org. Download some Jeff Beck. There's a shitload of it. From 67 to 2000 now. There's a bunch of stuff, and he's always good. He's always good. And, uh, man, I could just keep going. I could just keep dropping songs in here and playing it, but... That seems like a good place to wrap it up. On a high note. Alright, friendos. Please be good to yourselves. And each other. And again, I apologize for not doing a Zeppelin one. Usually when I do these, like when Charlie Watts died, etc., etc. I do bonus episodes, but this one, I couldn't just... I couldn't take my mind off it. And I'm too lazy to do a Zeppelin one after this. And it's just... It's momentous, and uh, it's unfortunately not the last one that's going to happen. Rest in peace, Jeff Beck. Thank you for 60 years of the best guitar playing that we're ever going to hear. All right, guys, talk to you soon. Be good to yourselves and each other.